0: Welcome back to the Outside the Zone podcast. I'm your co-host, Pub, and finally, we have someone to join me on this podcast that knows basketball. We have an amazing guest, Nihal. Nihal, what is up? Welcome to the show. We have been waiting for someone with a basketball mind to join me. I've been alone over here, so thank you for joining us, and we got we got talk. But Nihal, what is up?
1: Hey, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Are you saying? Are you saying Doc doesn't know anything about basketball?
0: I mean, the 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 listeners, the listeners know that, right, Doc? (laughs) I mean, I I think Pub, you're in for rude
2: awakening, my friend. All the things I've been saying about the Bucks, Chris Middleton's being a baller and everything. I mean, you're anti Chris Middleton. I think our guest is going to be on my side on this one so good luck.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, let's let's get into it. I think we have some amazing second round series. Like it's going it's these are a lot of these are so hard to predict. So, we're recording this Saturday morning, so we still don't have the winner of the Clippers Mavericks series after a thrilling thrilling game 6 where Kawhi just went Toronto Kawhi mode and dominated. But I, I honestly don't even know who's going to win that series. But we'll we'll get into that one last. Let's let's start with let's start with a series that Nihal definitely knows his best as he's our resident Milwaukee Bucks expert. Um how about Nihal, Start it out. What do you think? What's your what's your preview on the on the Bucks Nets series? Who's gonna win? What are the what are the matchups you're looking to, looking forward to watching?
1: Well, I mean, I think it's gonna be a really difficult series. A lot of people are calling it. Like the de facto finals, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, just because I think the two teams that have given the Bucks—if the Bucks were to win—the two teams that have given the Bucks the most trouble over the last couple of years are the Phoenix Suns and the Utah Jazz. So even if the Bucks were to win the series, I don't know if they would—they would win the finals. But um, I think it's going to be a great series. Uh, you know, I—I I think the Bucks have a shot. I, I do think the Nets will probably win. Um, in in six or seven, but true I, true fan
0: right there. I don't know, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> he,
2: I mean, look, I, his, uh, he's about to get kicked <laughs> out of the out of Milwaukee next time he goes. <laughs> I'm trying to be as
1: objective as possible, you know. I think um, the reason why the Bucks do have a chance, I believe, is are are, are the, a lot of the changes that they've made this year, both on offense and on defense. Obviously, the thing that jumps out to everyone is the addition of Drew Holiday, who's been absolutely phenomenal. I think he's exceeded. expectations of all Bucks fans, both uh, defensively and offensively. Um, And then they added some really nice role players in uh, Bryn Forbes, who was awesome in the the last series. Uh, Bobby Portis is shooting like 47% from three this year. Um, PJ Tucker, who's a really versatile defender as well. Um, And those guys have been immense. Uh, I do think the injury of Dante DiVincenzo is actually quite big, just because um, we really, outside of Drew now, we don't have any guards who are, are great on defense. Pat, Pat Connaughton's not the best defender and, and Bryn Forbes is a little worse. So. Yeah, um, we
0: had that, we had that breaking news on our pod last week and we were just yeah. devastated. Like we were like, this is going to get swept under the rug, but that's huge.
1: It, it is. It is. And you know, when you're, when you're playing a team like the Nets who have two elite, elite guards, uh, you really need everyone you can get to, to yeah. guard them. I mean, as good as drew is, there's only, there's only one drew. Um, yeah. so <laughs> yeah. uh, whoever whoever's guarding Kyrie or um or James Harden, whichever whoever it is, um I think they're they're gonna have a difficult time. Um I mean it's it's interesting during during the three matchups this year, um I think Drew Holiday guarded uh James Harden 48% of the time um and Kyrie Irving between fifty-seven and fifty-nine percent of the time, it, it, it depended on the game. So the one game that James Harden well, in, it mm-hmm. was forty percent.
2: Yeah, but even in those games, like I think Kyrie missed the first one, and then Harden yeah. missed the last two. So like, I mean, we have no yeah. idea how this is going to work, right? Because we just haven't seen the Brooklyn Big Three go up, you know, fully healthy, obviously, yet. So
1: no, we haven't. And with two of the Big Three, I mean, they've been super competitive games yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, um, and, so, and with
2: DeAndre Jordan playing big minutes too, like.
1: Well, yeah, um, that's that's an interesting one. I'm interested to see what you guys think how how do you think the Nets are going to guard Giannis because I mean Giannis is averaging 40 points a game against them and you know adding a big three member is not going to really help against Giannis so um I'm interested to see what they do I know a lot of Knicks fans or Knicks a lot of Nets fans are clamoring for uh Nick Claxton I I don't think that's really (laughs) the solution for guarding Giannis Jeff Green's (laughs) obviously hurt um right so what do you guys what do you guys think is going to happen there?
2: I think it's interesting, like, I mean, DeAndre Jordan hasn't played in, I mean, he didn't play at all, I think, in the first round, right? Uh, I don't think he's played since, like, May 8th is what I think I last read, so, you know, I mean, you could bring him in like you did in the regular season, but again, like, he's shaking, he's going to shake off for us, and I mean, he's not DeAndre Jordan from, you know, five years ago. Katie, you can't put on anything. Hey,
0: you got to to fire Steve Nash, I guess, that we're criticizing DeAndre Jordan, I mean, that's what happened to Kenny, right?
2: (laughs) Yeah, but. (laughs) At least Steve Nash has benched DeAndre Jordan, right? (laughs) Right. And like, and he survived, so that's a step in the right direction. But you can't put Katie on him because Katie's obviously not strong enough. And even if you try to put Katie on him to like bother him, maybe with some length, if Katie, I feel like Katie's gonna pick up some fouls quick. And then that's the other thing where it's like if Katie's, you know, in foul trouble, that changes the whole complexion, I think, of the series. So can't put Katie on him. I think Katie's probably gonna get put on Middleton in the series. I think probably all of us agree on that. So I think the answer. I think what they'll probably end up doing is until Jeff Green is back, a lot of Blake Griffin mixed in with Claxton, and then Jordan if he does get any minutes. So I think then I don't know who guards Brooke Lopez. If that, I think James Harden actually might just because he's solid in the post defending.
0: Right.
2: So, I, it'll be interesting, but I think that's just what they're just going to try to crowd the paint, crowd the paint, and just go at it that way. Right, and and
1: that's actually the big thing about DeAndre Jordan playing is it it does allow the Bucks to play brooke lopez um mm-hmm. which i yeah. think benefits the bucks um but yeah none of those guys that you mentioned i mean if, yeah. if blake griffin's guarding Giannis, <laughs> i'll be i'll be extremely extremely happy it's just a matter of i mean can Giannis um do enough and and can the bucks defense to limit the nets enough to make make each game close because i mean on a random game i mean the nets can just score 150 mm-hmm. I, I mean something right. the bucks don't get me wrong i mean i think they were Fourth, third, or fourth in offensive efficiency this year, um, which I mean, everyone was insane this year in the regular season. But um, I, I, that's the biggest thing. Like, can, can Giannis keep up? Or are the Nets going to be like, okay, Giannis, get your twos, the tea, the Bucks, you can't outscore us as a whole? Which I think yeah. might end up being their strategy, honestly. They as
0: have well. to because they don't have that guy to put on Giannis. And I think, that, I mean, if, if Giannis can just hit his shots early on in the series, it's definitely going to change things in the Bucks' favor. Because they're gonna, like you said, they're gonna just—it's gonna be have to be an all-out team effort, and they're gonna—they're gonna force him to take jumpers. So it'll be interesting. I yeah, I, I think I agree with your prediction, Niho. I think just talent at the end of the day, talent wins out in this game. And I got I got Bucks and Six. I think that, like we said, it was super competitive when they had two out of the big three playing. And yeah, the Bucks, especially at the end of the season, Bucks. Those were really good games. But now you add in another piece, and the Bucks' strongest, their strongest, op, like. The reason people were saying Bucks will win the series is because of their defense, they can switch on, they can switch everything, and it's 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 still it's going to be tough. But I think that it'll be a very like very close. I think there'll be a lot of close games. I just like like you said, the Bucks, the Nets can have randomly go off one night and score 150. And I just think that in a seven game series, the odds of that happening are so much more likely. So, but if it's all up to Giannis, Giannis, Giannis if Giannis can go like mvp god mode like who knows like he there's there's no one that can stop him so
1: absolutely
2: yeah go ahead do do you want to see a lot of Giannis at the five or tucker at the five lineups or do you want to you do you want lopez to have big minutes in the series
1: i think it's really dependent on on who's on the court for brooklyn um i think if they do end up playing like katie or or jeff green at the five i would i would like us to see go small the problem is now who do you slot in at the two? Um, is it is yeah, it Pat yeah. or is it Bryn? Um, and I think like that's that's really the biggest issue. Um, and you know I think the biggest thing really for the Bucks this year um, offensively is that their entire system has shifted. Uh, the, the last couple of years it's really been five out or four out with Giannis driving and initiating all the offense. And Zach Lowe said something last year, which I thought was really prescient and really, um, which was right, which is was that Giannis needs to be AD and stop trying to be LeBron in terms of initiating the offense. And I think that's so correct. That's that's where drew has really helped this year. Um, he's given the bucks another initiator. Um, and instead of the four out Giannis, um, driving, um, They've they've added someone in the dunker spot or on the low block, and usually it's Brooke, Sometimes it's Giannis. Um, a lot of times it's either Dante or Drew too. And what Giannis will do is he'll he'll attack the opposite side. So if someone is on the the dunk person the dunker spot on the left block, um, someone Giannis will attack from the right side of the top of uh, of the key. Um, and then what that does is if it's like Drew or if it's Dante or I guess Pat in this series, um, is that the help defender ends up being a guard. Uh, and if that person rotates and comes to help the dunker spots open and, and drew or whoever's down there can finish. And that's really, really helped their offense. And as you mentioned, um, on defense, Pranav or, uh, uh, Pavan, <laughs> Pranav, sorry. Um, <laughs> that's the name of my cousin who I'm with right now. Um, sorry. uh, they have been switching a lot more, um, after the All-Star break, uh, they switched uh, 25% of their dribble handoffs before it was like 10%. Um, and last season, they were near the bottom of the league. I think they were 29th in terms of switching. Um, and, you know, this year they've uh, uh, this year they've been switching off ball a lot more as well. Um, so, I mean, those two things give the Bucs a lot more options because... Teams like even the Magic were able to abuse the drop coverage in Brook Lopez um, uh, against the Magic last year in the first round. Vucevic scored so many just uncontested right. threes. Um, and you can't – I mean, you can't drop against, like, Kevin Durant. I mean, if Kevin Durant <laughs> is going to hunt that matchup and he's going to hunt that screen um, and he's going to try – he's going to get his open shot. So the ability to switch the addition of P.J. Tucker and Drew Holiday being players who can guard four positions or five positions um, has been – very helpful. There's also been a lot more double teaming this year. Um, the Bucks still do tend to overhelp a little bit. I think when someone drives, that's something to watch out for. I would expect Joe Harris to get a lot of open threes in this series, um, which is not a good thing for for Milwaukee. Nope. Um, but I think like a lot. You know, I have to give credit to Bud. I was I'm I was not a fan after the past two years. Um, and but he's made adjustments, which has been his biggest mm-hmm. knock, that he just doesn't make adjustments, but he has. And that's why the Bucs weren't as good in the regular season, honestly, um, because yeah. of all the adjustments they were making. Last year, there were times in the playoffs when neither Chris or Giannis were on the floor, and you were, like, and we were all like, why? I mean, we're losing the series. You got to play both. Uh, but in yeah. game one, you know, for all 53 minutes, at least two of our three best players were on the floor. Um, and all of of them are getting more minutes um, in in the playoffs and got more minutes in the regular season. Um, And I think those are good signs for Milwaukee. Uh, Unfortunately, I mean, they're meeting this buzzsaw in the Nets um, that could just absolutely destroy them. So, I mean, I see a lot of people saying, well, I mean, if Milwaukee exits in the second round, it's a failure again. And I mean, I guess that's true, but it's like they're playing Brooklyn. So it doesn't matter yeah.
0: <laughs> when they played
1: them. I mean, if I think a lot, a lot of what we've seen this season is is positive. Um and evolution of Giannis's game, playing off ball a little bit more on offense has been huge. And sorry, one more thing. Another thing is Giannis has been has improved as an on-ball defender. Last year he won defensive player of the year, but he almost exclusively played help defense against the best players on the opposing team. Um, whether it was like West Matthews guarding LeBron um, or whoever else Middleton uh, guarding one of their best players Giannis was the help defender and that was effective but in the last series we saw how good Giannis can be as an on-ball defender against Jimmy Butler
0: oh my god he was amazing um, I mean,
1: he was Jimmy, incredible yeah. it was incredible but the thing is Giannis even said this week in one of his pressers that you know he seven foot people aren't meant to be out on the perimeter and it's really hard for them to get over screens, which I think is yeah. going to be difficult for him against someone like Kevin Durant. I mean, if he's guarding Kevin Durant, he might not be able to get, be able to get over a screen. So that's where the drop coverage is really going to kill you. But again, if they, if they can switch, um, then I think, I think that'll be helpful and they will be, no one can stop Kevin Durant, but you'll at least be able to make it more difficult
2: on him. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Wow. Well. So what's your so what's your final <clears throat> prediction? You had Nets and six, or did you have Nets and seven? Me. Yeah. Um.
1: I you know I I hate having to do this, but I think if I'm going with my head, I would say next Nets and six, but um I'm rooting for
2: Bucks and five. <laughs> oh wow, I mean, if I were you, I'd be rooting for Bucks and four. I don't know why you're yeah. saying Bucks and five, like. Yeah, you so, yeah. know, <laughs> true.
0: Dog, so, what's your prediction?
2: Yeah. So. I mean, you hit on a lot of the adjustments. I thought minutes for sure were a big one because there were times in the playoffs where like Giannis was playing like 32 minutes. And I was Mm -hmm. like, this is the playoffs. Like, it's not the time to rest. If you're going to play 32 minutes, it's regular season, right? Mm -hmm. So like you said, in game one against in the Miami series, I think Giannis, Middleton, and Holiday all played, I think, at least 41 minutes or something like Mm -hmm. that. So they were all getting major minutes, obviously cutting down the rotation. And that's what you have to do in the playoffs. So I thought that was big. Again, switchability, you obviously harped on that's big too. Obviously, without DiVincenzo, it makes it a little bit harder. But still, you need it in the playoffs. And, I mean, I look at the round one against Miami. I get it. Miami was just not the same Miami team last year. Like, whether that's, you know, they were just exhausted. Because, I mean, we saw Miami and the Lakers obviously both lose. So, I don't know if it's just exhaustion from the bubble. Obviously, like, guys like Tyler yeah. Hero didn't, you know, show up. You know, maybe there were a few factors. Jimmy Jimmy struggled. But I mean, Milwaukee looked like the most impressive team to me in the first round. I mean, for I mean, even if Miami's struggling, like, I don't know if any other team could have beat could have just swept a team like that. That's an impressive, you know, sweep right there. So and then I mean, I wasn't impressed by Brooklyn's first round against Boston. Boston was down three starters for the most of the series with Kemba, Jalen, and you know, Robert Williams for the most part. So like they were missing a ton of their guys. It was basically Tatum. Their second option on offense was Marcus Smart. And they still got a game. I mean, Tatum went off, and a lot of the games, like I mean, they they were close until maybe like six or seven minutes left in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter, where, you know, Tatum just like ran out of energy because it's like he had to guard Katie on one side, and then he was asked to do everything on offense on the other, and they just ran out of gas, which is you know what you would ex- expect. So, I was more impressed by the Bucks in the first round, and I've always thought that. You know, defense wins championships. Like the Golden State teams, they were so elite on defense when they won the championships. Cavs, when they won, they were at 10th, so they weren't bad. You know, Toronto obviously was good, and the Lakers obviously last year were an elite defensive team. So I've always harped on the belief that defense wins championships, and I get it. This is a different NBA offense this year was absurd, but because of that, I'm going Bucks in seven.
0: Wow. So in, in Brooklyn. I'll be,
2: I'll be, I'll be the only one out of these, out of you guys. Welcome to Milwaukee. Next time I visit you know, open arms, but hey, I, I honestly I hope... think I got bucks in seven. I think Drew Holiday's is okay. an amazing player. He's shown it in the playoffs time and time again. And I think he'll be the difference in this one. So
0: I hope you're right. Especially like if the, like when the Miami heat, as the big three lost their first season it kind of opened the window like oh this team is beatable you know if the bucks win this year it'll kind of be like oh my god no one's touching this what are we what are are we uh, nba fans in for for the next four or five seasons as as long as these guys are in the rest of their prime you know so i really hope that i mean yeah i think the nets are gonna be the favorite next year once they get more chemistry and all that under and their other belts and find a center that can play with them but If it would be, I think it would be devastating as an NBA fan if if the if the Nets won this season. But that's that's, I guess, my personal preference. (laughs) So yeah. um, Wait, you're rooting for the Bucks? Oh yeah, of course. Oh man. (laughs) Hey man, I I mean, I talked about this last podcast. I was like so proud of Giannis after last series. Like he's shown so much improvement. He's shown that he yeah he took Jimmy on. He's like I'm guarding you and I'm stopping you. And I didn't see that last year, and I saw that this year. And he he can he's showing that hey um, what's the GM John Hurst build a build a team around my strengths and I'm gonna be a lot better and it worked you get you I mean what amazing moves just getting Bobby Ports and Bryn Forbes like not breaking the bank not like not giving away any assets but you get people that are two of the best three point shooters in the league and obviously you want that around Giannis and right. I mean yeah the Miami Heat were discombobulated they were not good and maybe the maybe that wasn't really attest but they the regular season when they had jimmy like they were they were a good team it's not like it's not like they're playing a, like a depleted team a depleted roster so i don't know i think i i if Giannis can keep that up but yeah i've i've definitely like my outlook on Giannis is i mean props to him that he he turned his he turned it around so far we'll see we'll see
1: <laughs> yeah john right. horse is a bit of a uh an interesting figure amongst bucks fans um really i think Yeah. A lot of it. Well, so the DJ Augustine was contract was awful, but um, he managed to get off of that and only moved down 10 picks and get PJ Tucker out of it. So good for him. I think a lot of it starts with the Bogdanovich stuff um, because I mean, how, how good would he look on this team right now? Oh
0: my God. I forgot about that.
1: Um, Yeah. That was disappointing.
0: Um, And he's been huge for the Atlanta. Wow. Hey, speaking of Atlanta. let's (laughs) let's yeah. <laughs> speaking of Atlanta let's let's get into that now man this one is also so tough I mean if Joel Embiid oh. was healthy I think we all think Philly's gonna have been a
2: two-minute discussion it, if Joel yeah was like, but
0: like... I mean look this is me but when they say day-to-day there's that's not a day-to-day injury he tore a bit of his meniscus like they're saying yeah. that to keep the to keep the fans interested to keep the heart of Philly to keep their team hopes alive but man I don't even think he plays until like maybe game five I don't mean, even know a, if he plays at all.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, it's a, it's a meniscus, like a torn, a small tear in the meniscus, but it's a tear, right? I'm with you. Like yeah. Something – and that's why I honestly think Brooklyn and – I know you mentioned Utah and Phoenix, but I honestly think Brooklyn and Milwaukee is almost like the finals to me where it's – if Embiid was healthy, totally different. But, like, I mean, without a – even if Embiid plays, if he's not healthy, they need him 100%. Like, they just can't match up with some of these other powers in the East and, you know, maybe some in the West. So, I think this series is going to be pretty dicey for – considering the way Atlanta looked against the Knicks with how good Trey Young is playing, Bogdanovich, you go down the list, Capella, obviously. It's going to be a tough series for the Sixers.
1: Well, Atlanta has so much firepower. Um, yeah. I mean, the seventh man is Gallinari. <laughs> I mean,
0: that's crazy.
1: That's crazy. Um, and I, I I, couldn't believe people thought that the Knicks had a chance in that series, honestly. Yeah. Um, like, people were acting like, I was, Doc. Were you one of those people who thought the Knicks? <laughs> I with? was.
2: I was very much one of those people. I was fully on the Tom Thibodeau. I mean,
1: Tom I Thibaut
0: thought it would be closer right. than it was, but yeah.
1: I mean, you just look at the talent on each roster. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's hard. Yeah. I mean, who do the Knicks? I mean, we we shouldn't talk about the Knicks much, but I mean, <laughs> the Knicks really don't have much outside of
0: Julius Randle and RJ well, he Barrett. He did not really show up.
1: No, he not was a, awful.
0: not a playoff. Not a playoff player.
1: I mean, did you guys think that was because of anything the Hawks did or, or
2: it, he just didn't show up? I think it's a mix. I, yeah. I honestly thought they played him well. And I think having just like a guy like Capella down there to mm-hmm. like be a deterrent at the rim, I think is huge. But And they made him settle for a lot of obviously jump shots and a lot of threes. I mean, he was a good three-point shooter during the season. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he just also, he also just wasn't knocking them down at the same rate. So I think it's just a mix of first time in the playoffs. I mean, he's been in the league for what, seven, eight years probably at this point. Mm-hmm. First time in the playoffs, and maybe the, you know, the lights were too bright, and I mean, Trey Young put on a show. That was it. You know, he put on a show. He gave us a big bow at the end and everything. It was a complete performance from. Saturday. Oh my
0: God, I, I love Trey Young. That man. was the best he line, is... dude. That was the people best hating on people. Oh. On, if you're not from New York and you're hating on Trey Young for that, like, what are you doing? Just nah. enjoy this, man. He's he talked his he talked his talk, and then he proved it. Like, you gotta love amazing. that. <laughs>
1: Look, I, I was not a huge Trae Young guy before this series, but after he said what he said, I was like, man, I that makes me love him. Um, but you know, you. it's his it's his first playoff series too, and you just see the difference mm-hmm. in, in performance. Um, big
0: time, yeah. And
1: man, what a difference has Nate McMillan made there? It you know yeah. to think like at the beginning of this calendar year where the Hawks were um, and where they are now. Shame. I mean, they got a good chance to make it to the conference finals. I mean, granted, because Embiid's not. Probably is not healthy, but I mean, still, you know, they have yeah. a lot to build on as well, and and the defense is the biggest thing for them. um yeah. mm-hmm. You know, the, so DeAndre Hunter is a really good player. Though. Yeah, he is. Yeah, DeAndre I, I was gonna say
0: yeah. when you're talking about Julius Randle, it's I mean, you had Capella down low, and then you had DeAndre Hunter like putting the clamps yeah, on Julius Randle, and so- <laughs> Julius Randle's success during the regular season was a lot of just making tough shots, and those don't get any easier in the playoffs, and DeAndre Hunter. Definitely did not make those any easier. That man, he's the most underrated player in the NBA, in my opinion.
2: All right, he's got to be but, up there.
1: So, what can Philly do if, if Embiid's not there? how How do they how do they beat the Hawks?
0: I, I think this is interesting because the Knicks didn't have Knicks had a good defense during the regular season. but They didn't have that one guy that is like, "Oh, I'm going to stop you." It was just really good team defense. Like Noel was a really good rim protector, but with with with, Ty, with Ty- Tyble, um, Philly can put him on Trey, and yeah, the offense, especially if you have Ben Simmons and Tybal and you have to probably play Dwight Howard a bunch this series. Like that just sounds awful offensively, but that's going to make like Trey Young did not have a hard time in with the Knicks. Like that's going to be so tough to play against Ben and Tybele, especially on those switches. Like Philly's defense is insane and so versatile, and they can they can switch too pretty much. So I think it's going to be a completely different, a completely rude awakening for Trey.
1: I mean, yeah, they, they got a lot of good they got a lot of good premier defenders. Um, I mean, Thibault is just he's incredible. I, I I think he might be. I mean, I don't want to overreact. He's a rookie, but I, he might be one of, if not the best premier defender like I've ever watched in my lifetime. <laughs> and like it's you know his ability to read the game, um, his recovery speed too is it's just
2: absurd. It's yeah.
1: absurd. I mean, the way that he is able to get around screens or if he goes to help in the lane and then he's able to somehow block someone who's shooting a three in the corner, like, I don't, I don't understand it. Um, and, you know, I, I, he's just so fun to watch. I, hopefully he can figure it out a little bit on offense.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: So he could be a really good player, but.
2: I mean, yeah. if you give him a three point shot, he's the ultimate three and D guy in the NBA.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's just, I mean, he's like an Andre really- Robertson right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's going to
2: be a little bit better on the three, I
1: think, but. Yeah. You know, he um, is more of
2: a shot than Andre Roberson, which isn't saying yeah, much. That's true. But right, um, <laughs> I think you a better. better
0: doc. You, you a better shot than Andre Roberson. <laughs> that's very true.
2: That's, <laughs> that I mean, same true. to you, man. We both do. <laughs> uh, but I, I mean, I think the series FMB doesn't play, I think it's pretty interesting, just because. I mean. I think one of the things New York really, I think, just missed the boat on was they didn't target Trey on defense at all. It's the playoffs. Like, mm-hmm. I think you just have to find the weakest yeah. part of the other team. Like, when Trey, Trey, for I know at the end he was on Reggie Bullock a lot, and, you know, Bullock isn't going to drive or anything, but for the start of the series, he was on um, RJ Barrett a lot. So I was thinking, like, if you have RJ Barrett, he's probably your second best perimeter guard, in my opinion you at least got to, like, let him go ice on Trey because, one, even if he doesn't score, at least you're wearing Trey down, and I think that's honestly going to hurt Trey on when he's playing offense because he's going to be worn down. Obviously, a smaller body. Like, it's going to, you know, wear and tear, and I thought that's one thing they really should have done. So I'm, I'm curious in this series how much they're going to target Trey. I'm sure if they play Tybal, Trey's definitely going to be put on tie and so I don't know. Maybe you just try to, like, get switches and get Trey on, like, either Ben or, obviously, Tobias or even, even uh, Seth Curry who, you know, is playing really well. And when Embiid was out game five against the Wizards, Seth was the guy that really made the difference. And, they you know, they almost played their offense, I thought, through him um, for a large parts of the game. So I think that's one big key. And I think – I still think even if – I mean, it's hard, but I if Embiid doesn't play or if, if he's there and he's hobbled, I still think Sixers have enough to get it done. So I'm going to say Sixers and Six, just because veteran, you know, they've been in the playoffs – maybe Trey I don't know maybe they can wear down Trey a little bit and just the defensive pieces they have I think it'll be too much so I I think I still have the Sixers in about six
1: you know it's interesting that you mentioned Seth Curry it'll be fascinating to see who Doc hides him on um I mean because yeah. really there's not a good option there in this on the Hawks starting five to say okay just sit out there on the perimeter right. um I mean you yeah I don't know that that'll, that'll be an interesting one. Um, I mean, I think you're right. You know, the Knicks did a terrible job of attacking the Hawks' defense because the Hawks' defense really shouldn't be
2: yeah. good.
1: <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know, unless I'm missing something. I, like, I like Capella. DeAndre Hunter's a really good defender. Um, but, I, yeah. So, I honestly... I, I'm going to go... I'm going to go Hawks in six. Wow. Um, so are, you, think, are you just betting
0: B doesn't play this series?
1: Uh, yeah, and I think if he does... I just don't think, I mean, he, he, he has a meniscus tear. It's yeah. not like you guys said, I mean, that's, yeah. that's it, obviously if he plays and he's playing like Joel Embiid or even like 80% Joel Embiid, then I think they probably win. But yeah, I am assuming that he's either not going to play or, or not going to be himself. Um And I think, you know, well, I don't know, man, the, the
2: Sixers <laughs> defense is so good too. Right.
1: Um. You know, I'll go Hawks in seven. I'll switch it to seven.
0: <laughs> yeah, wow. but it's with tough.
2: Seven, they win in Philly. That would be something.
0: It's tough yeah. to see how Philly's didn't get offense this series. Like, ex- right, you got to keep up with Atlanta's offense when all these pe- everyone can score there. But oh, I mean, it's so sad about Embiid, man. Like, He had a special season, and like, come, like, this was the year that Philly, Philly was one of the favorites to win it all. I honestly could have seen them winning it all, and it's just mm-hmm. it's disparaging. I mean, poor guy, and. Who, it's it's i feel like it's it's every year he gets hurt but this time it's like the most the, wor- the worst timing that it's been so oh, i hope he I'll, t- can I'll tell you out. what
2: though i'll tell you what pub it's time for your guy ben to step up ben's got to yeah. be the guy now and you know I, I told you i was on the mb train for a while i know you were on the ben side but listen now it's ben's time <laughs> we'll see what he can do
1: i was going to yeah. say the ben stands must be ha- i mean this is what they wanted they want to see yeah. ben simmons with his own offense being able to orchestrate everything <laughs> Um. But so we'll see how that goes. Uh, yeah.
0: If I was ever on team, if I was ever on team Ben before, I definitely was wrong about that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> over, over Embiid. I still like, I still love Ben Simmons as a player. Oh, yeah, even, yeah, 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 yeah. But or I love him as like a potential, the guy. But obviously not over Embiid anymore. He's um, so
1: frustrating. He's so oh frustrating, my god. Man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean, he just he's barely improved, if he has improved. Um, <laughs> and he's so unaggressive
2: for how good he could be.
0: I, I if, don't know why he's not aggressive. If I see, see Trey
2: Young, if I see Trey Young switched on Ben at any point in the series, and Ben does not attack, I swear I'm turning off the TV. I'm just
0: <laughs> done. Like, oh my! If he yeah, if he he has to, he has. He has to. They have to get the matchup of Ben on Trey. Like, that's how you win the series, and Ben needs to. He needs to put his head down, and because he can do it. It's not like anyone on. Who on Atlanta stopped? I mean, C- Capella's going to protect the rim, but no one on Atlanta can stop that guy from driving on He's it. On can, yeah, yeah. I'm with
2: you. Hunter's your best so, shot. But- if
0: I was Doc right now, you need to just like nonstop be in bench space screaming at him like the next whole until When's this game start? Um, the sixth of tomorrow. <laughs> <Sunday afternoon, laughs> oh. <yeah. laughs> but okay. So I got. I think I agree with you, Doc. I got Philly in seven. I I think maybe maybe Joel comes back game five. I think Atlanta takes like a maybe two to one lead to start it off. I think I think Tobias Harris maybe has to come alive. If he doesn't, then Philly's not winning the series anyways. Like he's got to be the guy too. Yeah, has got
2: to be. Yeah.
0: Um, I, I think I think with I just think that the Hawks are a good team, but I don't think like you said, uh, Nihal, the Knicks were not a good assessment of like a, what a what a true four seed what like a real like matchup would be like I I don't know I don't know how Hawks the good are how how good the Hawks are they're obviously good and obviously Trey's been special but they didn't make life tough for Trey and I think Philly will make life tough for Trey and I don't know if I don't see Atlanta's others got other guys being the guy to take over if Trey's being shut down so we'll see It'll, it, the Philly offense is going to be so frustrating to watch. I'm like, oh, I wanna like. Just, be, uh, I want to like just. I want to just put blindfolds on and only watch their defense. Yeah.
2: I mean, like you said, it's got to be Tobias. I think Hunter's actually going to be put on Tobias because I think Tobias exactly. is the one who they need to stop. And like they feel yeah. like Ben and, you know, other guys to step up. So yeah. I can see it'll that. It'll be. It'll be interesting.
0: Yeah. Man, two really deep teams, so it'll be. It'll be interesting. All right, man. We got go just. West. We got amazing series. Like, oh my goodness! <laughs> All right, this one is denver versus phoenix and oh my god i wish jamal murray was healthy because this would be Mm. so i i mean i still it's still hard to pick this but if jamal murray was healthy i think that's going seven no matter what what size you pick but who you guys got for this
1: i I like phoenix in, in this series um and like you mentioned i think jamal murray is such a big loss and I just think if you if you need to rely on consistent Austin Rivers performances just, yeah, you're true. not going to get very He's, far in the playoffs. So he was
2: so clutch in round 1. He was, he was,
1: and not to That's bring it back to the bucks. Point. Not to bring it back to the bucks, but they were going to pick him up and then they decided to go, "Oh, the Celtics released Jeff T. Let's pick him up." <laughs> I'm a little I'm a little salty about that. But um, I, I, yeah, I just think you know, the Hawks or I mean not the Hawks, the, the Nuggets, I mean, how good is Composo going to be? How good is Austin Rivers going to be? um I mean Chris Paul is gonna be guarding one of those guys probably Compazzo um can either of them stop Devin Booker um or do you put Aaron Gordon on Devin Booker I guess I I
0: oh yeah I don't know
1: I, I, you know I, I wouldn't either way I think Devin Booker is just gonna have an absolutely massive series um the thing is I also think Jokic can kind of have a field day against the Suns um Although Aiden really impressed me. I, I'm, I'm interested I'm interested to see what you guys thought about Aiden cuz he I guess you know we have some new data on Aiden he he played really well on both ends of the floor against LA he's um, so good and, yeah, I mean, I you know, I've sort of been an Aiton fan <laughs> for the last year. And, uh, you know, everyone's like, oh, the Suns made a huge mistake taking him over Luka, no. which is, you know, it's true. They did. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, what about the Kings? I mean, the Kings yeah. are the real well, – At
0: yeah, least that's the, the, the Suns hit their pick. Like, at least they got a good young guy that can be their center for the next 20 years or 15 years. <laughs>
1: right, and they have an, uh, an elite backcourt now with Aiton. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think – I just think Jokic um will be able to do what what he does um and, and pass out of the post pretty well against uh against the Suns. Um yeah. or really at the top of the queue. I mean he's just so he's just so good, man. I, that that pass he made to um Michael Porter Jr. in in the corner. In the corner, yeah. Right above Covington. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, Covington,
2: Covington, like died for the ball too. It was like perfectly over the on That pass was absurd. I
1: mean, it was (laughs) it was amazing. Um, Yeah. uh, But I mean, I just think Austin Rivers, Composito, Michael Porter Jr. Those those are three players you can attack on. I mean, Rivers is is solid, but I mean, he's not. You know, I think those are three guys that that the Suns will be able to attack um, offensively um i guess i don't know how healthy chris paul is he looked pretty good in the last couple of yeah. games um
0: so dude he's gonna tear his hands during the again <laughs> somehow like yeah. that he just he just made it he can't last a full season they need to just rest him the entire regular season next year <laughs>
1: <laughs> i know it's sad i mean that series could have been so good uh without the injuries that occurred the i Lakers know yeah.
0: um
1: uh you know i picked the Suns to win beforehand Oh, wow. uh, but I didn't. I didn't want it to happen this way. <laughs> um,
0: right. Yeah. You don't even know if like you were right. <laughs> right.
1: Exactly. Um, but yeah. I mean, what do what do you guys say? I, I think the Suns are are gonna win this series, and I think they're gonna they're actually gonna win not easily, but I think it's it's gonna be they're gonna have a couple of
2: blowouts in there. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I, go ahead.
2: I think I think the X factor here is Deandre Aiden and foul trouble, because that was the whole thing with the Portland series too, where it's like once Nurkic got in foul trouble and had to sit out. I mean, they got blasted. Like yeah. Cantor obviously got, you know, wrecked and then tried to put Covington. That didn't work. Melo for certain points. And I mean, Jokic is too good. So if Aiden gets in foul trouble, who's the backup center? Frank Kaminsky. Oh boy. You're going to put Frank Kaminsky in the playoffs on Nikola Jokic? Like,
0: God. I mean, that's,
2: that's going to create a lot of issues. And I mean, this is pretty much a situation, right? Where it's like, Phoenix has the much better team because obviously they're a lot healthier. But the best players on the Nuggets, right? So it's just a classic series of best player versus best team. And, but I'm with you. It's, you know, the Nuggets, do they have the firepower? MPJ was up and down in that <clears point throat> in series, obviously still got it done. But it's going to be tough. And, you know, if Chris Paul isn't healthy, maybe the Nuggets do have a good chance. But if he's getting healthier and if he's CP3, then it's hard to see a scenario where, despite Jokic even going off, the Nuggets have enough to do. Yeah. To get this through, so, you think? If I Aiden got. G- oh, go ahead. Probably.
0: No, you go. Well,
2: I was gonna say, if you think Aiden gets in foul trouble,
1: do you really think that Kaminsky's the guy they're gonna put in? I think no they'll just way. go small. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I that's what Portland small, did, and it I did I not even... work out. No,
2: it didn't work. No, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. It, like I mean, did, even
2: no. if you go small, like, are you putting what Jay Crowder then on on Jokic? I, mean, just, like, I, I, I just don't Cam know. Cam Johnson.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't even know that they have. The that's the thing. I think Portland had the talent to win that series. They really should not have lost that series and. I think they were just completely outcoached. And I think, yeah. I mean, I think Terry Stutz run, run, ran his course there. I mean, yeah, he, like, the Blazers weren't going to win the championship with the roster they had, but they should have won that series, especially with uh, Denver being outmanned. So, and, I yeah, they took was, a – go ahead. If there was
2: a year for Portland, at least getting to the finals. This was it because yeah, you babe. avoid <laughs> the Lakers. I think this Portland team, I, honestly, if they would have beat the Nuggets, I would have probably picked them against the Suns team just because D. Oh. yeah. Just wow. because he's hot or because Chris Paul is hobbled and then with Clippers, you know, might not, you know, getting through. It could be Dallas or Utah. Like this would have been Portland's good chance of getting to the yeah. finals. And they, I mean, they blew it.
0: Yeah, I mean the both the three the games they lost is because Nurkic was in foul trouble and the yeah. Nuggets took advantage of that. I think Aiden is like Nurkic played well on Jokic. I mean, not yeah, no one's shutting no one's shutting down Jokic. And I think Aiton Aiden's not just a rim protector. Like he's very athletic and he can kind of guard uh, Jokic up Jokic everywhere so obviously it'll be what the supporting cast can do but man I, I the Devin Booker thing you brought up is is tough I don't know who 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 Denver puts on Devin Booker I think they'll probably try Aaron Gordon I don't know if I, I mean Aaron Gordon did really well when he was guarding Dame in the Portland series especially when he switched onto it but I, I mean I don't know I don't even I don't they have, don't have that guy to stop Devin Booker and if Devin Booker kind of goes off like like he did in the Lakers series especially those last couple games then I think Phoenix. I think Phoenix wins this in six, just because of the talent differential.
2: Yeah, they need Barden back real bad. I know Murray's yeah. obviously out, but Will Barden is another big X factor because he's a good player. Like, I think you know when it's a healthy team, he's their maybe fourth or fifth best guy. But I mean, with Murray out, he's at least he would definitely be their best backcourt player. So I think getting him back is big. Who knows if yeah. he'll be back, but yeah, and he he's not lost on defense yeah. either, so that's helpful. Right.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, and they won that because Austin Rivers just made insane shots. And every time, that was because Portland went small and mm -hmm, Jokic just got amazing position down low where you had to bring the double and you had to leave someone open. And, like, you do that against Phoenix. They're so – everyone can hit the three-pointer on the Phoenix team. We saw that against the Lakers. They just were drilling threes at will, so.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, you can ask my brother. I I hate Terry Sotts, so I'm glad he's out of there. (laughs) I thought their offense was so stupid. (laughs) Um, Like, I understand Dame's amazing, but you can make it a little bit easier on him, you know? I mean, it reminds me a little bit of Aaron Rodgers with Mike McCarthy. Like, what are we doing? Um, But, uh, you know, I I think a really interesting matchup to me in this series is uh, Mikael Bridges versus Michael Porter Jr. Um, I mean, Michael Porter Jr. is so good offensively, and Bridges has been such an excellent premier defender this year. Um, I think whoever wins that matchup is not going to decide the series, but I think it'll be... um, I think it'll be a deciding factor in at least a couple of games there because if 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 um if Bridges can limit Michael Porter Jr. I mean there's the Nuggets really don't have that much firepower outside of uh Jokic um, yeah. and I, mean, I guess Aaron Gordon but and Austin yeah. Rivers if he's yeah. <laughs> doing what he did in the last <laughs> series but I mean Michael Porter Jr. has been so freaking good <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: on offense so um, he's insane man he can
2: get any shot he wants really
0: so, yeah if if he he's plays the way he, I mean
2: yeah. if he plays the way he did against Portland though Denver's not winning the series he's got to be a mm-hmm. lot better than he was in that series so. yeah
0: yeah he's got to play the way he played game six yeah exactly or, that's how we get yeah. got I mean
2: he's got to average I think 25 to 30 points a series like yeah I think that's almost how like good he has to be so yeah, but I'm, yeah. I mean like you guys said I agree with everything I got Phoenix in six as well just yeah. too
0: much Throwback to when the 76ers traded Mikhail Bridges away to get um, what, Sire? Williams, I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Imagine him on Philly, man. (laughs) Wow. All right, last one. I think let's go quick on who we're going to think is going to win the Clippers Mavericks game seven, and then we can kind of preview that series just depending on what we think. So I guess I'll go first. I kind of think the Clippers are going to win it in game seven. They look really good yesterday especially if Kawhi is playing like this I, mean, I know he's gonna, gonna not gonna like, hit every single three-pointer contested three-pointer like he did yes like he did last night but I don't know I just I think that Dallas's magic might might be might be running short a little bit
2: yeah this, I think I go, go ahead, ahead. No, no no you go you go I think they finally figured out how to guard Luka Luka had a lot of success in that first quarter but like once they really got Kawhi on him yeah. and, like they stopped like They stopped switching finally as much as they used to before. They, like, kind of did the thing where the other defender kind of shows a little bit, hedges a little bit, and then, you know, get Kawhi back. So I think that's the big thing where they're limiting Luka, at least, like, his effectiveness. And I think because they figured that out, I think Clippers got game seven.
1: I I really want the Mavericks to win, but I think I have to lean Clippers. I mean, it's interesting. These two teams are fascinating to me because you have the clippers who have really good scores but just no initiators on offense <laughs> yeah and then you maybe have the best initiator in the nba and just bombs for the mavericks i mean well, tim, tim hardaway jr I, I like him but come on i mean he cannot be your second best scoring option on a team um and you can't expect to win
0: why um, is christoph's but... playing like he's shanning fry like come on <laughs> yeah
1: it's bad, man. I don't know what's going on with him. I mean, they're playing Boban. I, I just, yeah. I it's, I can't. I don't know. Um, obviously, you know, Luka could just go off and they could win. But I just think the Clippers are are, are a better team, um, and and I think they'll end up they'll end mm-hmm. up winning Game Seven. As much as it pains me to say that.
2: Watching Boban play is so much fun though. I remember the one session <laughs> last night where it was like he got like four straight offensive rebounds and he was just like had his hand like slightly above everyone else and just like and he
0: never jumps. It's, it Boban. was just like it's it, was so just, it was like me me playing basketball with at the at the gym, <laughs> just like trying to jump and get the horse. It's so us <laughs> both, man. man. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, all right, so assuming Clippers and who knows? Like Luka could. No one will be surprised here if Luca goes for 50 and just hits like goes like eight of ten from deep and just just pulls the hearts out of the Clippers. Especially they're on the road. The road team's won.
2: If if Luca wins this, or if Dallas wins the series, and obviously Luca would win it, solidified top five player in the NBA. No argument. I I think it's solidified. Like I I don't know oh, how yeah. anyone could even say anything otherwise.
0: I mean, I already think he's there, but well, yeah, he's 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 gonna be he's gonna be one very soon. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like you, that, that Clippers team needs someone to like, to facilitate where Paul George is cutting Kawhi is like, Oh, they, they, and R- I mean, Rondo has been Rondo has been as good as you want Rondo to be like, but he's not, he's no drew holiday. So, um, man, if, if the Clippers had somehow had drew holiday, they would win the championship easy. <laughs> um, all right, last. So let's just assume it's Utah versus the Clippers. Okay. What are we thinking for this?
1: Um, man, uh, well, I think it'd be a really good series. Um, I, I think I would, I would have to lean Utah, honestly. Um, And I think a lot of that has to do with what we've seen um, in in this last series against the Mavericks. And Utah is going to punish you um, where with some of the looks that Dallas just hasn't been able to consistently punish the Clippers with um and i think donovan mitchell has somehow turned in from one of probably one of the more overrated players to one of the more underrated players in the league i mean he, here's a guy who can score at all three levels um he's so dynamic going to the hoop uh and he's got a, he's got a good mid-range game too so um i'm a big fan of donovan mitchell right now i think he's playing really well uh and you know all the guys around him i mean they can just they can score uh and they can they, they can shoot the lights out of the gym so um I, i'm gonna lean utah on this one um it'll be interesting to see how they use gobert in this series though um i, I wonder what you guys think about that mm-hmm.
2: well just really quick we got some breaking news i know we were talking oh. about terry Stotts before portland so Orlando fired Steve Clifford, and now Terry Stotts is being mm. eyed for the head coaching job. So just thought to throw oh that God. out there.
0: I wonder if they fired him. Like, I wonder if they would have fired him if Terry Stotts wasn't fired.
2: I feel like probably, yeah. I Interesting.
0: Because like, most, coaches, most coaches fire their coach, like, the day after the season ends. Like, all the other teams. That's like, a
2: good point. That's a good like, point. Like, Terry Stotts was yeah. fired
0: the day after. who? Else? Someone else just got fired. Um, I forgot, but – yeah, I mean, weird.
2: Imagine getting
1: point. fired because your front office wants Terry Stotts. That, that's got to feel bad.
0: <laughs> Dude, I like – Terry Stotts is good I, for Orlando. like he's I very, like I mean, Stotts. I think helpful. at a point – like he's just one of those coaches, like, amazing at development, like, sure. creating a culture, and that's what Orlando needs. Orlando needs a direction. They need someone to be like, this is I'm what just, we are. and They haven't had that for since Dwight Howard left.
1: I'm just begging him to use some off-ball movement, like, just a little <laughs> bit. Um yeah. But yeah, what I mean, Dame, maybe he'll do, do that. you
2: need off ball moving? It's like give the ball to Dame, let him go to but town. That's and...
1: that's, well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, we yeah, saw Dame
2: exhausted. <laughs> right, sex. exactly, yeah. exactly. Just make it a little bit easier on him. You
0: know? <laughs> yeah. um, all right, I'll go. I'll go discuss. Oh, wait, are you saying you no, don't wait. want
2: to see Marco Fultz just all eyes? Yeah, no, like, so <laughs> oh man, that's that's, that's must see TV. <laughs> Cole Anthony just yeah 48 yeah. minutes oh, go god. at it Cole <laughs> all right, go ahead pup
0: oh god that I, I can't I don't think I can watch I don't think I can watch like Orlando without like I if that it's physically if, pains me
2: if it's
1: Kate or Jalen Suggs then I might be interested but
0: <laughs> ooh, ooh, yeah. yeah Terry should Terry should wait for the lottery before accepting that job <laughs> um all right so I got Utah in seven I think if you asked me this, like, before the playoffs started, I would have said, oh, Clippers win the series probably five or six, but the Clippers did not, they, they did not look good against the Mavericks. And yeah, Luka's amazing, but it's not just that Luka's amazing. The Clippers just aren't as dominant as I thought it'd be, and yes, that's in large part due to not having that facilitator that can kind of awaken Paul George and Kawhi's game, and but I just think, like you said, like, the Mavericks are getting a lot of looks, good looks from three, and Luka does dis- destroy defense, and the Jazz are just so much better shoot three point shooting team than the, than the Mavericks are. The Jazz do not; they don't. If you can give them open looks, they're gonna they're gonna go on a twenty zero run, and you're gonna be falling from behind all game. So, I think I think because of that, and I think because of Rudy Gobert's rim, Rudy Rudy Gobert's rim protection, that'll be definitely a wake up call versus versus uh, versus playing against who Boban or Maxi Kleber down low for, and Willie Colley Stein with the Mavericks. So I think that's just a game changer. So I think just because of the depth Utah brings and they're, they're shooting. And, and like you said, Donovan Mitchell's a special player, but you know, I think it'll be close. I mean, seven, it could be, I think seven. So I think it can be anyone game like Kawhi could really learn how to put the clamps on Donovan Mitchell. And that can completely stagnate Utah's offense.
1: I think if it goes to seven, it's going to be really difficult for LA to win in Utah. I mean, that yeah. is a hard place to play.
0: Yeah, that's why you get the number one seed. <laughs> yeah, a lot true. of racist
2: things will be said. Yeah, it's hard to... Yeah, well, I was going to avoid like saying that, really that but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, true. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised you guys both had uh, the Jazz. I did not see that coming. I got the Clippers. I just think, like, I think a big thing is I really hope the Clippers go small ball. You know, if if Ibaka's out, then I hope they go small ball small ball, and play Morris at the five. So if they can basically play five out, and kind of force Gobert a little bit to play out of the paint, I think it's going to really open things up for them on offense. And then I just think I really hope, like you said, Puv, they put you know either Kawhi or PG on Donovan just to start from the get-go instead of letting, like, how they did in this series, putting, like, what, like Patrick Beverly and Reggie Jackson and Luke and just letting him get in a rhythm from the start, from the get-go, really make it hard for Donovan Mitchell, force everyone else to step up. And I mean, they will. Mike Conley's been amazing this year, obviously, Bogdanovich. Joe Ingles, Jordan Clarkson, go down the list. Like, they have so many guys, but I think you just limit the first guy, what he can do, and then you make the other guys beat you. And hopefully, you know, if you can, you know, make Gobert play out a little bit more, you can get more going on offense. And, I mean, with the way, Kawhi's been phenomenal this series. You know, he's, what, averaging over 30 points, shooting, like, over 60% from the field? Like, it's absurd. So I just, you know, I think he's going to have another great series, you know, in in Utah, and I, I think it'll be too much, so.
0: You got it in six.
2: Yep, Clippers in six.
0: Wow,
1: it's interesting because the Clippers—they have two great, great perimeter defenders in, in Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, um, but they they do switch quite a bit. Um, too much, yeah, to way way too much. And I think that is—I mean, I'm glad the Bucks are switching, but I think for them it can be a bit of a weakness sometimes because I mean, Luca, when Luca in the, in the first half of the series was able to abuse that and have freaking zoo bots on him <laughs> and yeah. was just able to score. So, I mean, if the jazz, if Mitchell can hunt some of those matchups, um, I mean, obviously you can't just do that all the time, but I think that's maybe their key to winning. Um, if you can get Kawhi or Paul George, whoever's covering, covering him off of him, um, which mm-hmm. seems like, but-
2: yeah. The Clippers are are so committed to switching. So I don't that's know. the thing that annoys me the most when you have a team that has like two elite defenders, and it's not even like they like really try to like get someone there and like force the switch. It's just like someone trots along and just, like, right. they appear. I know. And I was it's just like, they just say it. right. It's, it's, it's like so frustrating. Screen, they just show up there, and it's just like, yep, right. we'll switch. They don't
0: even like attempt to it's fight no through. It. Yeah. It, it's so annoying. That's like I mean that's a purposeful Tai Lu strategy, which is interesting. But it's not it's not like Luka's like ready to pounce if they would like wait a second more to get through the switch. Like it's like Luka's just like dribbling and they're like, okay, yeah. like go ahead. Well,
2: and finally they made that adjustment and then we saw like mm-hmm. in, you know, obviously right. Luka just cooled off. Right. Yeah. And, true. You know?
0: So we'll see if that I, carries
1: if, through to the next right. series.
0: Right. So okay, rapid fire, gut reaction. If the if the Mavericks win, who are you picking in how many games for Mavericks and Jazz? I'm
2: taking Utah on five.
0: Wow. Okay. I got Doc. I got the
2: Jazz and six. I think Luca can get two, So Jazz and six.
0: Yeah, I would go Jazz and six too. I think that I think the match the, the defense that the Clippers can bring against Utah will cannot be brought by the Mavericks.
1: Well Luca's a little bit unhealthy too. I mean he's not hundred percent. Right. Um not that that really stopped him in the last couple <laughs> yeah. of games, but um we'll we'll see. Uh We'll see you tomorrow, I guess. Who, who, man, I cannot,
0: I cannot wait for that game. And hey, we got, we got Bucks, Nets tonight, and then we got that game tomorrow. Man, it's going to be, we got some great basketball this weekend. I'm so so. nervous,
1: man. I'm so nervous.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, that was an awesome discussion. I think we have some great stuff to look forward to. We, Get all the we got all the insight on the Bucks' defensive tendencies and everything from the expert Nihal. And thank you for joining us on the show. It's been awesome recording with you. And as always, this has been. Whoa, whoa, oh, whoa, whoa, go ahead, go ahead, go You're
2: not gonna give our guest a plug? Like, is this, is this how we treat yes, our guests now? I, I mean, a pl- I, oh, a plug? I was.
0: I just had to stop myself. I had to stop myself. <laughs> but yes, Nihal, why don't you give a second to share about your own podcast and how fans can listen to you? Sure,
1: yeah. So uh, my brother and I have a soccer pod- podcast called uh, Soccer Brothers Podcast. Um, we haven't been recording consistently, but we're going to start again this summer. Uh, the U.S. men's national team has a, um, a, a cup final tomorrow against Mexico on Sunday. So we'll be recording after that. Um, if you're interested in soccer or learning about soccer, um, go and check that out. Um, also, if you like video games, twitch.tv slash Brownie. Um, we got a fun community over there um and we're doing yes. some charity work right now so go awesome. check that out um thanks for giving me uh the plug guys i appreciate it and thanks for yeah, having man. me on it was awesome
2: of course well, we're it's happy great to have you, you on yeah. And i'm I, I just want to say i'm happy you guys have not been recording as consistently because listening to another podcast about man city my man city losing in the champions league final <laughs> has been too much for me to bear so i think it's actually good for my sanity you can cry <laughs> in your your Premier League trophy <laughs> like, oh a lot of tears have already been shed so yeah
0: but yeah guys we're gonna everyone make sure to go check out that podcast because this summer we got copa soccer is gonna be awesome I mean, heroes you got yep, this heroes. summer of soccer is just crazy so
1: and the olympics the women's team too
0: so. right um so definitely check that out and learn because i definitely will so because i'm not that good i don't know that much about soccer so i'm ready to learn but Appreciate it. yeah as always this has been outside the zone